0: And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships.
1: Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website couplesynergy.com. and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on a Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years.
0: You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of.
1: With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we are talking about rejection.
0: Rejection and the opposite of rejection, which is inclusion, right?
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. But before we go into that, I'd like to read off a uh, review that we have cool and so this this review comes to us from ap chicago seven and they say valuable for couples a great podcast to listen to with your partner and discuss i appreciate all the couples interviewed and their willingness to be open to sharing their stories publicly dr Ray and jean are great to work with as well and i cannot recommend listening to this podcast enough wow yes
0: Yeah, we just heard that from a couple we've been working with for a bit, and they're re-listening to our stuff. And they said each time they listen, they hear something from a different place, and they're getting the concepts at an even deeper level, which is really cool.
1: Which is how it is, you know, anytime you're trying to learn something, Mm -hmm. you know, if you go back over what you learned, you're going to learn kind of a new perspective on it. So, yes, I mean, this is uh, a great review, and, and it really kind of showcases what we're trying to do and then bring this information to all of you out there, our listeners.
0: So let's talk about rejection.
1: Yeah, let's talk about rejection. Mm, It's really, really painful.
0: Both physically and emotionally. Yeah. They know now that when human beings experience emotional pain, it lights up the same area in the brain that processes physical pain.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. In in fact, that specific area is called the dorsal interior cingulate cortex. That's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Sounds like a fish.
1: (laughs) But it is very interesting, right? That physical pain is going to light up the same area of the brain, that emotional rejection or being ostracized, ostracized. I can't ever say that word. Ostracized. Ostracize.
0: Ostracize.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know that it lights up the same area of the brain, so that physical pain and emotional pain is very similar. In fact, some of the studies actually have shown that if you take Tylenol, right, acetaminophen, mm-hmm. that it can actually make those emotional, that emotional rejection pain a lot less. Yeah,
0: you know, it's all connected to our need to bond and to belong, and to be a part of something. And, you know, over the weekend, we were able to spend it with my family. And uh, our our son and daughter-in-law were there with their puppy, their little guy. And we had to watch him for a couple hours. And he sat on my lap the entire time. And every time we see him, he knows who we are. And he runs to us. And, you know, dogs are awesome with this because they have the same need, that need to belong. And it actually... Is a life-threatening uh, psychological process when we're rejected.
1: Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about back in the day, days of being in a tribe and, you know, clinging together for survival, if you were sh- shunned by the community, shunned by the group, that is life or death.
0: Yeah. And there's also, unfortunately, enough cases where children who have been neglected or rejected, uh, their brains don't develop properly and it can impact them lifelong. Some of the things that happen when we get rejected are we lose our sense of control, just like we do when we're in any kind of pain, where we cry out or yell or make a fool of ourselves, you know, in some way. And that actually increases the rejection even more because then people think that you're like the wet blanket or the Debbie Downer and they want you to stay away. And the more you try to connect to them, it it also generates that need of connection. So the more rejected you are, the more painful and sensitive you are to trying to get connected to other people.
1: I think from a sociological perspective, Rejection and being ostracized by the group. Yeah. <laughs> ostracized. Ostracized. <laughs> being ostracized by the group. It was, it served a function. Mm-hmm. You know, it served a function of rules and boundaries. And when you violated the boundaries of the group, then you were naturally rejected. And that was a very painful thing. And so it really kept people in line with what the group's values were. I think now it has evolved into more of a weapon. Yeah. And can, I shouldn't say has like, you know, globally, but it can evolve into a weapon in, especially in a couple's relationship. And if you are starting to use rejection as a way to manipulate or control your partner, then that's a very painful way of getting your needs met.
0: Especially if you're allowing someone else to meet those needs. It might be a, a mother or a sister or a brother or a friend or a coworker, and they're in that position that should be a part of your relationship. You know, ultimately, if you want to have the greatest relationship possible, your partner should be included in all areas of your life.
1: Yes. And that may sound kind of extreme for some people out there. Mm -hmm. You know, why would I want my partner to be in every aspect of my life? Well, you know, it's, it's a choice and with every choice comes consequences, both good and bad they I'm not saying that couples out there who, are, who live separate lives you know, can't have a relationship that works. It, it absolutely can work. Now the level and the quality of relationship that you want, now that is a matter of how much you are being inclusive with your partner in your life.
0: It seems like we have this natural need You know, like, again, we were just hanging out with my family and this is the extended family. And you see someone that you maybe haven't seen all year because this is kind of the only time we'll see these people. And you have this need to, like, ask them what's new, what's going on? Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your life. Bring Mm -hmm. me in. I want to know. Share about your life. Yeah. Yes. And you want to share back. Hey, well, we've been doing this or that. And that makes us bond and connect. Right. And that is an important thing to do especially if we lived in a tribe where we were dependent on each other we would need to know hey did you find some you know strawberries today or what what ha- what was the weather like or something have you been to this area what should i know and that was a way to exchange information and we don't need it for survival so much anymore but it's still that drive and we we have that want and need
1: We need it for deep connection Mm -hmm. in our relationships. And if you are sharing and wanting to know more about, you know, family member or a friend and they are sharing back, it really makes a difference on whether you're accepting them, you know, accepting this, this information that they're sharing with you and in a positive Mm -hmm. way. And that's being reciprocated because if you are being rejected or judged based on what you're sharing. That's not going to drive deep connection. It's actually going to repel you. You are now going to want to defend yourself or guard yourself from that person, not want to spend time with them.
0: I really hate the feeling too of when I learn something, and this hasn't happened in a very long time, and maybe even not so much with you, but other people that I may have dated, where I learn something about them from someone else in front of other people.
1: Yeah, something you, know I mean? you didn't know, and mm-hmm. they haven't shared that with you. Yeah, yeah,
0: but they shared it with other people, right? And you're supposed to be their person. Yeah, and it that feels really terrible, and it's actually quite a a jolting shock to me, anyways. That's an important thing to me, and I think especially if you grew up in a situation where maybe you were um, isolated, ostracized, or <laughs> a little bit lonelier. Uh, The research shows that you are more sensitive to those social cues and you feel that deeper because you know that's something that you have to sort of um, fill in for the parts that you missed out on so that you can be mentally healthier. It's very healthy for us to socialize. When we get stuck in our heads, it's a really dangerous place to be. And when we get out and talk to other people, or listen to podcasts like this one, which is why we created it, is to let people know we're all not so different. And it's a very uh, obvious thing if you're working with or talking to someone who feels a lot of rejection, that they are really sensitive and misread rejection all the time. And so maybe a couple of friends got together on accident, like they met at the mall and just went for coffee, uh, you know, they just bumped into each other and like, oh, I wasn't included. They don't like me. Mm, and yeah. they'll read into that more than someone who has, you know, a better self, uh, self-worth sense of self-esteem.
1: Well, I, I think we need to then define the different forms of rejection that could occur in relationships. I mean, what you're talking about here is an indirect, you know, form of rejection that's not even intentional. Mm-hmm. Right versus what I had mentioned earlier, and that was very intentional rejection used to manipulate, you know, a person that you have a relationship with, and so you know there can be very direct ways, it can be very indirect ways, it could be emotional re- rejection, it could be physical rejection, if your partner is rejecting your affection, for example, right. And now we're, we're going to talk about, you know, we can talk about the different intentions behind that. Maybe um, your partner is uh, has a history of trauma, and so physical affection is going to bring up some of those old trauma wounds, or they are feeling that distance, you know, from you in the relationship and wanting to guard themselves emotionally. And they don't want to open up and become close because maybe there isn't emotional safety in the relationship. So there are a lot of different forms and ways that rejection can show up in a relationship.
0: And, you know, if you have this need to connect that's stronger than your partner's, And you're pursuing them all the time. Mm -hmm. They're naturally going to start to distance. And so, you know. Because it might feel too needy. Yeah. Yeah. And like overwhelming and draining. And so these are really important things to talk about with your partner. If, um, how do you feel about the amount of time you guys spend together? The amount of information you share with each other? What touch feels like? Especially affectionate touch. And is it welcoming? Is it bothersome? All those kind of things.
1: I think a good rule of thumb is that rejection begets rejection mm-hmm. and that the, you know, if you're being rejected by your partner, feel that whether you're misinterpreting it or not, if you're feeling it, you know, it is an issue for the relationship to figure out. And so if you feel it, you're going to guard yourself. You are going to dial back the amount that you are sharing, the, the amount that you are connecting with your partner. So now that creates more of a distance and now the the possibility of rejecting them in return is going to increase.
0: And if you use connection in order to ostracize someone else and reject them, so, you know, you might have three friends that hang out together and two start to gravitate more towards each other and push the third one out, then that is going to be a situation that is manipulative all the way around. So that's a really terrible way to use rejection in order to bond to another person. Right. Like the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what we're talking about is being inclusive. Uh, first of all, of course with your partner in the place of the sanctum that we talk about creating in our home study course of that place where it's reserved for you and your person and, And then to interact as a couple out into the world and bring your partner into those different aspects of your life. And that will increase your connection and will also increase your your health in the world of, you know, it's like cheers. You want to go where everyone knows your name. You know, that's a great feeling.
1: It's a very old show. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it is. It, it is very, it's a very nice feeling. And that's what you want to feel in your relationship. That if you shared who you are and you shared your opinions and your thoughts and your perspective on life, that it is not going to be shut down mm-hmm. by your partner. That it's not going to be rejected, you know, and, and said that, that it's stupid right or ridiculous and that inclusivity is something that you can you are only in control of giving you can't make your partner do that
0: if there's something going on in your relationship that you're not really talking about and you should be and then you go out in public and you start sharing that in a room full of people and cutting your partner down and kind of taking digs to try to get people on your side, that is a really painful public... P- public rejection. Form of rejection. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're humiliating mm-hmm. your partner in front of everyone. Yeah. When really, if you're doing that, you're actually humiliating yourself.
0: Right, because everyone's looking at you like, "Uh, oh, button yeah. it up. Right. Yeah.
1: Everyone's, why would you talk about mm-hmm. your spouse that way? Yeah. Yeah. This is... Yeah. You know, unfortunately... I think that couples struggle with this a lot more than they know. Mm -hmm. And it, it happens in many different ways, many subtle ways. And if it's left unchecked, if it's left unattended to, it just grows over time. And then resentment grows along with it. And then couples are just keeping everything to themselves and living those parallel lives that we've talked about in past, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. podcasts about.
0: Or they'll share at one level but not really at a deep level. You know, that they'll compartmentalize their lives and you know, go to their friends for their emotional support and you know, do the logistical thing with their partner or something like that. So, if you get the opportunity in life to say yes to being included, inclusive, it will increase your immune system. It'll make you stronger. It'll make you healthier. It will reduce anxiety and depression. And sometimes it takes a little bit of energy to make yourself available and to give. So this is that giver's gain kind of
1: concept. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That you can't possibly show up for other people without it benefiting you. Right. So say yes to the birthday party you get invited to or show up to the family parties, you know, and find healthy ways to do that if it's appropriate. And you know, if you, if you are in a situation where a family is inappropriate, find other people, find a new way, create something new in order to feel that, you know, we've been doing that like bowling league for how long, four years or something.
1: Has it been that long?
0: Yeah. And you know, we all just are committed to once a month for six months out of the year of bowling together. And it just, it's nice. You, Feel like a connection in a really uh, safe, superficial way that you just get together and laugh, and nothing matters, except except for your handicap. That's serious.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> yours is much more serious than mine, as far as your handicap. But it's all in good fun. Yeah. Right. And you know, specifically when we're talking about that feeling of rejection in your relationship in your primary committed relationship and that concept of being inclusionary. You know, we have podcasted couples in the past. I don't remember which couple, but one of them had said that, you know, my partner is my greatest cheerleader. You know, my partner just supports me and says, yes, and let's do it. Let's find out a way to keep on. Let's, let's find a way to do it. Right. And, and, That is a great feeling when you are giving that, when you're receiving it, first of all, but when you're giving it to your partner, what you're doing is you are being inclusionary. You are creating this environment of unity in your relationship where the two of you are never going to feel rejected by each other. You can have a difference of opinions. You can even argue about things but when it comes to that feeling of being rejected that is not going to be part of those those arguments it's not going to be part of differences of opinion
0: i think that's aaron and manya and i'm remembering that because we knew aaron before in a previous in his previous relationship and he talked a lot about feeling a lot of isolation and rejection his whole life mm-hmm. And, you know, Manya came into his life and just absolutely accepts him. And he talked about how wonderful that feels. And by the way, Aaron and Manya are hilarious. (laughs) Listen to their episode. It's way in the beginning, you know, probably one of the first 10 that we put out. Uh, That's a good one. A very funny one. But being rejected in life is it's something that we will carry until we heal. And the person who can heal it. With you, the best is going to be your partner,
1: and it cuts really deep, mm-hmm. you know, really, really deep. And because it's it's one of those innate uh, feelings that all of us have as human beings, and you know, as we mentioned earlier, it was part of societal, you know, change and societal limitations and restrictions, and so it was a way of keeping an entire community safe. In our primary relationship when it is allowed to be used as a weapon or allowed to be used as a manipulative tool, that is where it can be so, so painful. And you know, we have said it before in the past in past podcasts that our primary relationship, the primary committed relationship that we have, it is the greatest source of joy, happiness. And it can also be the greatest source of pain in our lives. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. The ultimate feeling is shame because shame literally means you don't belong. You're not included. You're not accepted here. And that is an extremely low frequency vibration and painful thing to experience. And it's so sad because mostly it's really not necessary and unfortunately, we see it way too, way too often in many families where there's a person that nobody will talk to and everyone just sort of lets all that sit there and there's not a lot you can do about it sometimes. But it is a really painful way to be in life.
1: Yeah, and that's very unfortunate when it comes to a family relationship and someone feeling that rejection from their family. Um, and as Jean said, sometimes there, there is very little you can do, you know, if that has become part of the family culture to do that other than isolate yourself from your family and, and create another one, you know, that is going to be more inclusive and more accepting of you. But even that is a very painful thing to do and to go through.
0: Right. To find your tribe, your unblood related tribe. Right, yeah. So it's good for you and it's good for the people that you bring into your life that you are inclusive with appropriately. and it's really, really important for you and your partner. And there may be things that's going that are going on in your relationship that you're not even aware of that it hurts your partner. And it might be really casual and it might just be like, um, oh, me and my friend are gonna go do this thing. And you didn't consider your partner, you didn't consider including them or even, you know, letting them be kind of part of the process of knowing that, respecting them of saying, hey, let me check that out with my partner and make sure I'm available and, you know, it works. And those are little slights that the other person probably won't share because when we feel shame, we don't want to share it. And we'll just sort of take it. And this is a really important topic to have a good conversation with with your partner.
1: So we wanna thank you so much for joining us today and for listening to Couple Synergy on the topic of rejection. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, which is our home study course, the Couples Weekend Intensive, which is coming up in September, September 9th through 12th, our online membership called Connections, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com.
0: And if you're listening to this podcast, what's the date, Monday, July 19th. 19th. Uh, We will be doing Facebook live on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central time. And we have an online Facebook group called Couple Synergy Community that if you follow us on that, you can get up to date stuff and even interact with us there. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening.
1: Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love.